Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge. Because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of Entrepreneurhood, Lakeham and KB. Welcome to the neighborhood. Today's episode five, and it's called The Love Up. My name is KB, and I'm here with my brother, Lay. What's good? What's good? And today we're going to talk about how to take your idea to the next level the right way. <laughs> <laughs> so I found a statistic, and the, the stat says that 66% of millennials have goals of starting their own business. That's pretty good, because that means three out of your five friends is eventually going to start their own. But the only thing about it is that us millennials, we kind of move too fast. The thing is, everybody wants to start their own company. The flip side of it is that they don't know how to make it legit. So today we want to tell you guys the importance of legitimizing your business and why you should do it. So one of the problems is that, you know, being sued, if you don't have a legal business entity, you have no protection. That's that's the first one. The second one that we came up with was not getting paid right if you're an independent contractor, because you were telling me a lot about this, KB, that if you're an independent contractor and you're not a legit company, you know, your money don't get right. Third thing we have is, you know, paying high taxes or not paying taxes is trying to cheat the system. So (laughs) what that means is by you having a business, you know, you have the leverage of doing write-offs. But on the same time, if you try to cheat and not legitimize the business, then Uncle Sam is coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. If you try to cheat the system in, it, it never works out in the end in that situation. So do do the right thing. But the next point and the last one that we came up with is if you're not legit, you don't have no business credit and it's almost impossible to get access to capital. And it goes back to the capital is where if you want investors, they want to make sure that, you know, their money is safe and it's under a, a great establishment. So having your business legitimized is, is pretty much everything if you're really serious about what you're doing. As we were talking through this, you know, you were telling me a little bit that when you started your company, you have an LLC now, but how did you initially start things on your side? Well, initially I was just running like everybody else. (laughs) So I didn't start my LLC till after uh, two years of training. And I realized I'm like, all right, this is what I want to do and I'm going to go for it. But I didn't know what to do. So (laughs) the first thing I did is uh, I went to YouTube and Google University and um, I actually looked up how to how to start on my own. And I actually did mine through LegalZoom. Okay. And it took you two years to do that. So the first year you was, uh, you was playing dirty. <laughs> I just wanted to learn the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right I, I get that. And then, so after you learned it, why did you decide that it was time to LLC? Why not keep playing dirty? See, there's a time to play dirty. There's a time to play clean. <laughs> but I just knew that I wanted to... Um, leveraged myself as a business owner and I want to take it to the next level, let everybody else know that I'm serious. And, you know, it gave me that right to, you know, even change my prices because, you know, now I'm established and I'm paying, you know, taxes just like you. Yeah, that makes sense. So once you became legit, you knew that you could really scale that thing. Well, so what about you and your company, James Marketing Consultants? Yeah. So when I started, I started clean. All my, all my, all the, all the things that I, that I didn't know about when I was the candy man, that was the old me. So when (laughs) I used that experience and 
I started a, a C Corp for um, James Marketing Consultants because it was best since I was starting with employees. The C Corp was the best route to go and it's been allowing me to be legit from day one. That's pretty good, man. You got a clean slate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, essentially, you know, after being in business for so many years for both of us, we just knew we wanted to take the podcast entrepreneur to the next level. So we created LLC. And I think most people, when they start a podcast, they don't think it's a good idea to LLC or they don't see the purpose in it. But you know, the idea that you and I, we were talking about from day one was we wanted to start it with an LLC. That way we could scale this because the idea was we didn't just want it to be a podcast. Exactly. And uh, I think it's so commitment that, you know, that we have to one another and to the business. And I think it gives us so much uh, leverage and ambition to continue and to make this a great thing. And I think that the LLC just showed us that we really both all in. Have you ever found $40 in your favorite jeans? It probably got you hype, right? <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. That's exactly what happens when I check my digit count every month. In 2019, I was able to pay down $10,000 in debt without even thinking about it. Thanks to DigiApp. It's an online automated savings account where it helps you pay for your next vacation, credit card, or even just for a rainy day. And on top of that, they give you 1% of bonuses every three months just for saving your own money. If you need help with saving or budgeting, please click the link in our show notes for details. You get paid five dollars today just for signing up with entrepreneurhood. And you know, we we put some money up uh, to get this thing started. So it's a little bit different. When you got some skin in the game, you take it a little bit more serious. It's pretty good. It's like a lot of people don't realize that whatever you're doing, if you're selling goods or services, you can legitimize that. So if you're a stripper out there or exotic dancer, I should say, you can get a <laughs> you can get an LLC too. There's no way a stripper can LLC for real. Yes, strippers, even the girls that do OnlyFans, they could be legit too. <laughs> wait, wait. wait. <laughs> what's what's OnlyFans? All right. OnlyFans is a subscription service to tap into your OnlyFans network. So basically, they get an insight of what you're doing, and they charge $5, $10 a month. And whatever videos or pictures you post, they get an insight of your life. <laughs> that sounds like something on the black market. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of celebrities actually tuned into that too, because people want to know about you more. And then now, you know, we're in quarantine, so everybody was on their phone, so it might as well capitalize off of it. I'm gonna look that up, listeners. Only fans, I'm gonna Google to see what that is. <laughs> I don't think you should look that up, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want you to get in trouble. But even on, on other businesses, like far as, you know, a barber, a hairstylist, a nail tech, if you're good with your hands, knitting, sewing, making food, any business you're exchanging goods and services, you can legitimize. That, that makes a lot of sense because there's so many different trades that people do and they do it without making an LLC or making a corporation and they don't understand all the, the things that they're leaving on the table. People are unaware of how to go about it. And I think that's usually like the hardest struggle because we want to be legitimate, but it's like, I don't know what's the first step. And I think that's where it comes on educating yourself because luckily, you know, I had a good foundation with my accountant. I had a lot of people in places that taught me the ropes from day one. So I had no idea what an LLC, a C Corp or an S Corp was. I knew nothing about that, but I just trust my leadership. And it's crazy. Like you said, I'm five years in. And just before we did this episode, I taught myself a lot more 
about everything with this corporation stuff. So I could only imagine for our fellow entrepreneurs out there how how much uncertainty they have. So even you have a, a accountant is a is a blessing. <laughs> yeah, yo, it's so crazy that you say that because sometimes when I be talking to my my homies or or friends or anyone that I haven't spoke to in a while, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I got to run this by my accountant. They always like they be like, wait, what? And <laughs> I'm so used to it now that I don't think nothing of it, but it's true. It's a blessing to be able to have an accountant at such a young age. Cause like five years ago, I ain't know nothing about money. <laughs> you know how to get it, but you definitely know how to spend it more. <laughs> That's a fact. Basically. All right. We've been saying LOC, C Corp and S Corp. Now we want to tell you guys a little bit about the differences. So uh, I guess I could go for the LOC. Well, with LOC is basically, one of the simpler ways to set up your, your business and protect you from things that you own, whether you got a car or a house or another business. So if people try to, you know, sue you or attack you in any way, it protects those personal assets. Yeah. And I think with the assets too, they, they fall into a lot of different categories where you have tangible and non-tangible. So even things like equipment, um, if you have any copyright trademarks, you know, even saving account money, all those things is all protected. So that's true. How did a C-Corp, can you tell us about that? C-Corp is what I have. What a C-Corp is good for is it's great for businesses that sell products, have a storefront and have employees. So, you know, I, I hit a lot of those criteria to where when I started my company, I started with eight employees and we sell products. So the C-Corp made the most sense for me. And it, it was cool because when I got a C-Corp, I also got stocks. And in 2015, man, I knew nothing about stocks, but I had a hundred shares of my company. So <laughs> I felt like I was the man, even though they were worth nothing, but <laughs> it made me feel good. It's, it's good to even have that position. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I could even attack the S Corp too, because I was doing a lot of research on this. So they said the S Corp is really cool because it allows um, a owner or a shareholder to be taxed only at an individual level instead of both the corporate and individual level. So all that really means is it allows a person with an S Corp to avoid something called double taxation. As a C Corp, which I'm currently at, I have to pay double taxes. So what that means is when I write myself a paycheck, I have to pay company taxes. And then when I cut the paycheck to myself, I have to pay employee taxes as well. So what's stopping you from doing S Corp right now? So that's, that's the next step. The S Corp is really made for people that, you know, are profiting a lot. And when you have like a lot of momentum. So as soon as this work stoppage is over and we get back to business and we're able to start hiring people again, I'm definitely transitioning into an S Corp because I'm planning to make a lot of money before the end of 2020, man. So you're definitely going to be leveling up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, because from my experience when having my LOC, it was much better for me because I was able to get paid faster than when I did, you know, independent work, especially for I was training. When I was working with schools, they wanted to know if I had my LOC. And if I didn't, it would have took me much longer to get my money. So that's one advantage I know from experience. You know, one of the problems we talked about earlier is if you decide to go dirty, like how you did your first year of business, <laughs> <laughs> thank God you ain't do nothing really dirty because, bro, if you had got sued or you said something funny to someone that like tried to take you down, it would have been a wrap. And you know that. So an LLC or a corporation, both of them protect you in case you get sued. At that time, 
I didn't have nothing to lose. So, <laughs> I'm like, well, you can take me. I don't got nothing. <laughs> this one's for the neighborhood. Since you're listening to podcasts, you must love audio. So how about KB and I give you a free audiobook with a 30-day trial with Audible? The best part is that if you've never had Audible, you can cancel at any time and still keep the book. Now that's free game. I recommend listening to Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. This book introduced me to entrepreneurship. Now click on the link in our show notes to get your free book and support the show. A lot of stuff is coming, you know, you put it right back into the business. True. And the write-offs is a, is a good way of, you know, helping you getting your leg up. Well, before we even keep going deeper into what the write-offs do, what is a write-off? So, like, how would you define that in your work? Basically, a deductible from your actual gross. So, out of all the money that you made, for example, if you made 10000 in a year and you have 3000 worth of write-offs, you'll get taxed off the 7000 and not the whole 10000 yeah, exactly. So I think that's a big thing for the listeners to understand is that when you have write-offs, it allows you to kind of control what tax bracket you want to be taxed in because it's a huge difference of being taxed at 100K versus 70. So that's a beautiful thing about the write-offs. So like, for example, write-off any car expenses, uh, clothes, if it's traveling expenses, whether you, do, you have a metro card or bus fare, uh, your phone bill. When you have a legal entity, you have the opportunity to get business credit and access more capital. And with that being said, most credit cards, they go based off your personal credit. So if your personal credit is intact, then you can tap into more stuff for your business. So I would suggest that if you're looking to expand, you're looking to level up, get the business credit because the business credit will give you access to more capital and you can you know, do more with your business. Yeah. And that's one of the big things you and I, we've been talking about because when we both got into business at first, I wasn't really too sure of why business credit was important because I was like, well, my credit is pretty decent, but the more I start understanding is just, it gave me more access to more money. So, you know, you and I, we both got our business accounts and we both got a, a pretty decent credit limit. And the best thing is what you were saying is that even with the business credit is we could run it up and you know max out our business credit and it won't affect our personal now i'm not saying we should do <laughs> don't that. do that <laughs> <laughs> but i'm saying you know because technically your llc is a separate entity it's different than your credit it's a beautiful thing to have because it really allows people to grow just by having that excess of more money and even when i came to get my car my second car um Wait, actually how many how many cars you got <laughs> <laughs> My second car, I only have one right now. <laughs> when it came down to, you know, getting it, I got it through my LOC. And by me doing that, I leveraged my business credit and I didn't have to spend no money from my personal account. And I think that was just so dope going in the dealership and saying, yo, I want this, sign my name, swipe my business credit card and then walked out with a car. It shows the benefit of why it makes sense to have that kind of money because if you didn't have the, the business side of it, it, it would have been a little bit tougher. So I, I like what you did with that. I mean, after being, you know, dirty for two years, as you would say, <laughs> <laughs> I would say the next five years has been pretty good when, you know, when I was legit, like yeah. even something simple as having a business credit card and having your business name, like my training business called Everybody Fit B L O C. So when people see that in restaurants, they be like, you, you, you the owner? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the best thing is like when you do have a business credit card and it has your business name and then it has your personal name right next to it, it's no better feeling, man. It's like something that you, we used to dream about and now we live in it. I think the, the one of the smallest things that was really big to me is getting mail in my business name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like you have these ideas, you know, it's in your notes and your phone. And next thing you know, it's in real life, like checks in your name. And even with you, it's different. Like you actually sign people checks. I, I can imagine how that felt. Yeah. The first time I ran payroll back in 2015, I just looked at the paychecks, man. And you know, you made it when your signature goes from being on the back of the paychecks to the front. That mm -hmm. was, that was amazing, man. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for that day for me. <laughs> <laughs> But just the idea, like, I was literally the, the first one in my family to have their own business, like, legit business. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's just something that, you know, you, you can't, you know, take that away. You can't take that away from me. And I want to, you know, help my other family members create their own business as well. Because having your own business means a lot. That's the example that we want to set for our family, for our listeners, and for anybody that wants to level up. If you're YouTubing right now, if you're knitting, if you're making things, these are all ideas that you could use to take your idea to a whole nother level. Yeah, I definitely suggest people, you know, leveling up if you know you're ready. Like if you're dirty for a year or two, use that time to figure out if you really want to take this to the next level because there's going to be ups and downs in business and paying taxes is not fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's what we talked about because the biggest issue too that most people don't want to level up is because they don't want to pay taxes. Like the best thing I would recommend is before a person decides that they're ready to take their company to the next level, come up with a game plan. Like you got to come with some kind of business plan before you're trying to incorporate yourself. Yeah. And then from you know, the real estate end, if you want to go to the next level and actually get a house or even to get a car, you need to prove, you know, have proof of income. So if you have the business and you say you gross 110,000 and you write off 90, they only using 20,000 as net income. And so many businesses, they try to cheat the system that way. And then when it comes down to making a bigger purchase, you can't do it. And your accountant will tell you like, yo, you can't, you can't afford this on paper because this is what you say you wrote off. So when you actually do level up, don't cheat the system in that way. Cause it's going to hurt you in the other end. Totally agree. So what would you say, is some of the takeaways that you would have for the listener. I would say it's a lot more fun being legit <laughs> because the worst thing that happened is you living your dream and somebody taking it away with just one lawsuit. And I think that um, we need to know the importance of millennials of getting our paperwork straight and making sure that if anybody kind of come check us, then we know that we're good. Yo, that's so true because like when you're legit, man, you get to grow a legit company you get to you get to grow a legit brand it's it's no better feeling when you're able to grow something than to give it to your family like one of the main things of why my company name is so important to me is because james marketing consultants my last name is james it's something that my father is proud of yeah you know if you mess up your name then that's it yeah <laughs> like there's nobody else to blame so that's that's another reason why i did it is because i wanted to put more pressure on myself if something doesn't go the way that it's supposed to it's my fault because it's in my name so basically to our fellow entrepreneurs we want you to get the idea that it is it is more fun when you are legit <laughs> <laughs> and you get to reap certain tax benefits 
you get to leverage your brand, you get to up your pricing of what you're doing, and you get to have something in stone, you know, for your family. So we want you guys to understand that, you know, we are not accountants, we are not financial advisors, we're just two young establishment that's giving you opinions about business. Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, and we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.